Hi, my name is Isaac, lead pastor at New Hope Foursquare Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Our Sunday services are at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Find out more at www.inewhope.org. Well, uh, man, September sometimes feels like summer, um, but this September feels like fall. Yeah, yeah. How many of you are happy about the fall thing? Yeah. Yeah, you're excited. How many of you are missing summer already? Like sunshine and happiness? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I the the older I get, you know, I'm I'm getting older all the time. And so are you. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Um, I enjoy the sun more, so I'm missing uh, I'm missing the the summer. Rooted Begin, you saw on the video on Wednesday night, and it was a fantastic start. And I just want to say, for those of you who have chosen to commit yourself to Rooted, well done. It's a great decision, and we're very excited as we launch. We have over 90 people going through it our first time through, and very excited for that. Um, There'll be more courses in the future for you to join up with. Well, um, this morning, you're going to have a chance to... Uh, join the conversation. So uh, this is how this works. You can take out your phone this morning and you can send a text message um, to the phone number 22333 and with the word New Hope and that will allow you to join the conversation. You'll be able to feedback to some questions. It's all anonymous. It's just for us to have a chance to get to know the room and interact with some, some stuff. So go ahead and do that. Also this morning... Um, there's a handout that is in your worship guide. It looks like this. That's going to be really helpful for you to follow along with this morning. If you don't have one, would you raise your hand right now and keep it up? One of the ushers are going to bring an extra to you. I think we have those, those extras at the back there. Yeah. So keep, just keep the hand up. for It might take a minute or two for the ushers to get it to you. But this is going to be really helpful for you uh, to follow along uh, uh, with us this morning. Well, we are in a teaching series that we have called The Seven Rhythms of the Christian Life, and it's based out of John 15. We're continuing our exploration through the Gospel of John. In John 15, Jesus says, those who remain in me, it's not on the screen, but just listen, Jesus says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. So remaining in Jesus is going to lead us towards a fruitful and productive life. The question is how? The question is how do we remain in him? And we want to, through this series, demystify some of that and take a look at some of the rhythms that were in Jesus' life that he asked us to walk into, which those rhythms of discipleship, those rhythms of the Christian life, keep us growing in him and keep us in him. And so for the next several weeks, you're going to receive some practical, hands-on, um, take-home, you can apply this to your life type teaching. Um, so in a way, we're going to the classroom this morning, and um, I hope you're ready for that. Okay, <clears throat> well, let's have a little bit of a conversation about our daily lives uh, this morning. All right, let's, let's ask this question. You text the response to that same number. What are some of the regular things you do every day? 
Okay, text that in or you can, yeah, brush teeth and put on deodorant. We're grateful for that. You wake up. That's great. Okay. There's a next one. Eat. Okay. Thank you. The, the potty talk had to come in, didn't it? Yes, you do. Probably more than once. Coffee, which creates the pee. There, yeah, that's, yeah. You shower, you study, read. It's amazing how much coffee comes up as uh, we did this in the first service too. Good job. Go to work. Yeah, pray, <laughs> eat, yeah. more coffee. Some people just want to eat coffee. Can we eat coffee too? Drink coffee and eat coffee. Make coffee. <laughs> That's right. Shave. <laughs> Drink coffee. <laughs> we're, we're a predictable bunch. Yeah, we sleep. Clean the cat litter. You're a much more pleasant house to go to than some. Coffee. Read my devotions. Awesome. We're going to talk more about that today. Read, pray. Yeah. Oh, shower. Thank you. Just really, thank you, yawn, that's what you're doing right now, that's great, smile, deal with the children. <laughs> I think the first service somebody said, keep children alive, yeah, <laughs> work, lots, lots of coffee, okay. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, somebody's like, gonna get points this morning. <laughs> you guys had a fight on the way in, that's what happened, yeah, all right. Shower and meditate, that's great. Meditate in the shower, that's great. Fruit, well done. Okay, let's ask this question. What do you do too much of? We're going to reflect, right? Here's the options. Watch TV, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, Instagram, Facebook, social media. Watch CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. You watch too much news. Eat chips, that's the last one. Like maybe something that's... What do you do too much of? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We appreciate your honesty and all this. Some people are like, yeah, man, just too many chips. That's, <laughs> that's what I do. Well, we live in a media-saturated culture. It will consume our lives. It can and it does. Consume our lives. As we talk about the first of the daily rhythms which is daily devotions, this is going to be one of those areas that probably is where we can borrow, or better said, maybe redeem some of the time that we have wasted. So yeah, good. But you're not alone. If that's you, you're not alone, right? This is, this is what it means to, yeah, okay, next question. And I just invite you to be honest, please. This is not like show-offy time. How often do you read the Bible? A, never or only at church. B, once or twice a month. C, one to two days a week. D, daily or almost. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I do appreciate your, your honesty. And as you can see, there's some people in this room who have made this almost a daily habit. And I would guess that many of those people would testify to you that it's beneficial and helpful and life-giving. Others of us are finding our way there. 26% of the people responding, um, never reading the Bible except for here at church. Welcome. And I just want to say you're, you're included. You're part of this. Um, once or twice a month, the other 15%, one to two days a week. Many of us find our, our, ourselves in a place of needing to put more of this into our life. We'll talk further. 
And then the final question that we'll respond to at this part of the message, what keeps you from reading the Bible? A, not sure where to start. B, not sure what to do. C, I don't have or make the time. D, I don't want to or feel like it. Or E, I read the Bible as much as I need to. Hmm. And we'll see where this goes. This is very similar to where the first service was, that the reason, the predominant reason, is around time. I don't have, but I included the word make the time. Because the reality is the priorities of our life get done. They do. And so I appreciate the honest self-reflection and self-reporting here. For those of you who aren't sure where to start, we're going to give you this morning an opportunity to know where to start, to know what to do. Um, I hope that I can inspire you to make the time. But the Holy Spirit, that's his job. He created me to be inspirational, so I'll do my best. <laughs> For those of you who don't want to or feel like it, I hope that you are inspired. And there's at least a person in this room or so that reads the Bible as much as they need to, and we say to you, congratulations. That's great. It really is. Well, this morning, we aim to help and equip you. We are talking about the seven rhythms of the Christian life. As I mentioned, this will be very practical. We're investigating how the rhythms and the habits of our lives really shape us. And actually, we are shaped and formed much differently than what is commonly understood within our culture. What we do every day matters because what we do actually forms our desires. And, well, this is what it looks like. It's a little Dr. Seussish, but we'll read this out loud all together, and then I'll explain it. Ready? Go. What we do forms what we love, and what we love forms who we are, and who we are forms cravings for what we do, which forms what we love, which forms who we are, which forms what we crave. Our culture and in the West, we believe that we are thinking things. That what I think is what I do. But in actuality, what we do causes for us to love, which causes for us to think and consider. Well, it looks more like this. That, this might help. Okay, watch this. What we do forms what we love, which forms who we are, which forms what we crave, which then takes us back to the doing. So the seven rhythms of the Christian life are going to be very action and application oriented because this is how you will be transformed by putting things into practice. And so we hope to shape you, not just by giving you thoughts, but by giving you um, tools to walk in so that you can be transformed. This is the way humans actually learn. And when I say learn, I don't mean know. I mean actually incarnate is through action. This is why Jesus, when people want to follow him, he said, come and follow me. 
And then he would take them on this experiential journey and he would require things of them. And certainly he would tell them thoughts about things, about who God is, but he would introduce them to experiences. And so that's very much what this series is all about. Our transformation through the seven rhythms of the Christian life. Because we are doing things. We are not thinking things. This is what is true about us. And that's very different than how you've been told that we learn. Okay. So we will keep going. Because what we do every day matters, what we do forms what we love. This morning, we will talk about the daily rhythm, the first rhythm, the preeminent rhythm of the Christian life, our daily devotional life, which more specifically is about getting in God's word and ingesting it. This requires discipline. And who likes the word discipline? <laughs> like, I know exactly, John, and I, it's like, oh, sign me up. Yeah, that's probably, and, you know, most of us don't. But here's what's true. I love Wayne Cadero, pastor. Oh, yeah, we're talking about daily devotion. There's that, yeah. Pastor Wayne Cadero, who has written several books, a successful pastor in Hawaii, um, he says this, there are two pains in life, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. Hmm. This has proved to be true in my life. I can see how the pain of regret has shaped me. Anybody in here relate? Yeah, absolutely. We learn through pain, don't we? And sometimes we don't learn all that we should and we go through pain again, but it certainly teaches us self-inflicted pain. We can all tell stories in that way. I can also tell the story in particular to a daily devotional life of how the pain of discipline has saved my life, has shaped me, has redirected me, has saved my marriage, saved my family, saved my ministry. I've lived long enough with the daily devotional life to see how this works. Because I really relate to the lyrics in the song, Come Thou Found, Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the Lord I love. Anybody else relate to that? You can see how our heart can be prone to leave the Lord. Daily devotions do not change us in lightning bolt moments. Daily devotions shape us by small degrees over time. This is why the daily devotional life or practice, rhythm, habit is so important because it's daily nudges where the Lord is reframing what life is all about, where the Lord is shaping my heart through his word to understand more what I sh the questions are that I should be asking. I mentioned last week as we introduced this series that your culture, your world tells you that you know how to ask the right questions. And so then we approach God's word with these questions and we expect God's word to give us the answers that we think that we deserve or need. But this is what I've learned. Daily devotions teach me to, write, to ask the right questions. It, asks, it teaches me to see the right picture, to see the world as it is. That's very different. And so the answers, the better answers become much more apparent 
when I'm asking the right questions. Our daily devotional life, daily, every day, nudges us, shapes us, forms us. The stories, the historical accounts, the instructions, the poetry of Scripture help to form within us an imagination for what really is. Donya mentioned in the first service as she closed worship that the, all, all week long we've been lied to. And that's so true. The daily scripture speaks truth to you about who God is, about who you are. It helps us to ask much better questions. Once we're asking the right questions, we're much more likely to come up with the right answers. So when we talk about having a daily devotional life, we're talking about being formed in degrees by God's eternal word, his truth, which is found within the canon of scripture that has been composed for us. We're talking about this transformational experience. Scripture says in Hebrews about God's word. In Hebrews chapter 4, Listen, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes, and he is the one to whom we are accountable. The word of God cuts into who we are, into our hearts and minds, and helps us to see right from wrong, to see what the world is really composed of and what God has done about the great problems in the world in his son, Jesus Christ. Ingesting God's word every day helps us to know God and to know ourselves. And this brings joy. This brings joy. I've never heard somebody say to me, I wish I had a little less joy in my life. (laughs) No. You want more joy. Does anybody else want more joy? Yeah. Well, listen to what Psalm 119 says. Psalm 119, which is the, the great psalm, the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's all about God's word. It says, Joyful. Are people of integrity, those who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. There's a key in there. If you want joy, it comes from seeking the Lord. And this gift to you, which has been called his great love letter to you and I, is the place where we can begin to receive so that we can have joy. Jesus also in John 15 says, I'm telling you these things so that you might have my joy. Joy. So we want you to go away with more and more joy. This message is going to be very practical. Um, That handout that you were given is going to guide us. It's something you can take home so that you can put this into your life and you can practice it. And we will read God's word together. We'll go through the SOAP process. (laughs) SOAP is an acronym for scripture, observation, application, prayer. Some of you are familiar with this process. Others of you, this is the first time you're hearing about it. I would encourage all of us to 
pay attention and be ready to learn something and then put it into practice together. I am determined to equip you for spiritual formation. For all, and all of this starts with reading the Bible. Ephesians 4 says, and I know this because I read my Bible. <laughs> Ephesians 4 says that the work of church leadership is to equip the saints. You are the saints. Everybody say, I am a saint. I am a saint. Tell your neighbor, you are a saint. You are a saint. <laughs> now say it like you mean it. Say it again. You are a saint. <laughs> you are a saint. <laughs> you are God's loved and beloved and chosen. Okay. And I was like... The job of Christian leadership is to equip you. This is, this is going to equip you for works of service. Your life is a work of service. Jesus shows us that. That's what real life is. It's formed in a life of service. So this is going to help you. Okay, I'll pray, and then we'll dive into this process together. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we need you. I pray that you would, by your grace, you would help each one of us. I pray that you would, Lord, inspire those of us who need to be inspired, that you would give good and tangible instruction to those who need that. All of us, I pray that we go away more equipped to daily ingest your word. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, if you have this, please take it out and you can follow along. And um, we'll jump in. So when it comes to daily devotions, um, the first thing that you need to do is to decide and commit to when, when you are going to do these daily practice together. And then I would encourage you to decide where that is going to be. When and where. If you haven't read God's word before, I would say start with 15 minutes. If this is more familiar to you, increase that to 30 or 45 minutes or an hour, if you so desire. So the first thing I'm going to do is be quiet for 30 seconds. <laughs> You're going to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so you can right now decide when and where the next time that you are going to do a daily devotional practice. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to be quiet. Write that down. When and where. Okay. <laughs> I was quiet. <laughs> it was, oh, okay, that was more than 30. Thank you for keeping me accountable. Okay. So once you're at that place, a couple things that I, you need to do. First of all, as it says there and on your handout, ask God for help. Ask him to help you show you what he wants to emphasize to you. James says, 
that if anybody need wisdom, he should just ask for it, and God will freely give it um, without shame. So just ask, Lord, this is big. I don't know how to make sense of all of this, but would you emphasize to me what you want me to see today? Secondly, you're going to read or listen to it in your selected translation and format. And <clears throat> this video here shows you me searching for the version Bible app on the App Store. This is found on Android and uh, Apple devices. And the version Bible app is a great tool. We have accessible to us God's word on our phone. We take our phone everywhere. It probably consumes too much of our attention already. That's another conversation. But put God's word where you can find it. Scripture talks about writing scripture on, yes, <laughs> Danya is showing us. She's reading her phone right now. Yeah. Scripture says, write it on your doorposts, where you come and where you go, where you can see it. Our phones are constantly in front of us. Put God's word there. And as you can see on the Version app, I can search for the Life Journal Reading Plan. That's the reading plan that I've followed for about 10 years now. It takes you through the Old Testament once. It takes you through the New Testament twice over one year. And we engage with that. You don't have to do that, but I would strongly suggest, I think it's a great place to start. And you can find that, um, that plan, and then you can, oh yeah, there it is. And what you'll notice on the Life Journal, I mean, excuse me, on the Version Bible app, is you can listen to it. You can, you can read the Bible in a lot of different translations. You can read it in different languages if you're a bilingual person. It is really a robust tool. You can... Um, you can navigate to any part in scripture here. You see here, I'm going to John 1. You can see where I've highlighted before. It saves those highlights. So you can see what's important. You can make notes on each verse. Um, you can share those verses, copy it, um, and, and uh, put it on social media. You can make images out of it. If you see scriptures, people sharing images, is often because of the YouVersion app. This is a powerful tool, and I just encourage you, use it. Download it and engage with it so God's word is just it's just a little bit away. I have found it to be very helpful. Um, so you're going to um, read scripture. You're going to read it slowly, not in a hurry. You're going to read, uh, read it repeatedly, out loud, in another translation. The first part of the process is to read a section of scripture. Okay, so we're going to do that together. Let's read this out loud. I, I've selected our, some of the verses that this whole series is based in for us to do some soap together through. In a moment, you'll have a couple of minutes to write down your own observations. This is Jesus talking. Let's read it out loud all together. Ready, go. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Hmm. 
So, you have a time, you have a place, and now you've read a chunk of scripture. And I encourage you to read scripture a couple of times. As I mentioned on the YouVersion app, you can listen to it out loud. I encourage you to read it out loud. Read it with different emphasis on different words. This helps you to engage with, um, with what God is saying to you this morning. Once you have read the scripture in the soap process, the next thing you're going to do is select a verse or two. Select a verse or two and write that verse down because this is going to be the one that you're going to focus on. Now, some people get really lost at this moment. They're like, I don't know what God is saying about which verse he wants me to focus on. Whichever verse sticks out to you. Let's trust that God is connecting those dots and has caused for that one to come to your attention because he wants you to focus on it. And then a verse or two you are going to focus on and walk through the rest of the process with. All right. And write that down or type it out. So I'll show you what this looks like. You guys hopefully don't mind my own chicken scratchings. Here it is. Soap. <laughs> Today, this is John 15, 7. But if you remain in me, this is the verse that stuck out. And I, my words remain in you. You may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. So now there's a bigger chunk of scripture. I've taken this down to a smaller chunk, just a verse or two. And then I'm going to begin to make observations about this and interact with this. It's time for observations. So on your handout, if you turn to the back side, some thoughts on observations. The whole point of observations is to get you to think a little bit deeper, to see a little deeper into what the scriptures are, to pay attention. This is what we could call meditating. It's focusing, it's ruminating, it's allowing scripture to speak to you. Here's some tips of how to do that. Rather than just read it over and over and over, just like, think really hard, here's some things that you can do. First of all, visualize the scene of the narrative. Visualize the scene. There's, there's a setting that's taking place. Ask yourself, how would you feel if you were in that setting? In this particular passage that we're studying, this is an intimate setting. Jesus is talking to just his disciples. We would know that if we would have read a little bit further around the context. And picture yourself right there. Visualize. What would you say back to Jesus? What would you do? What question would you have? You might have a question right away. Secondly, related to the first, imagine yourself in the scene of story. Be one of the main persons in the story or the audience for the story. So now Jesus is speaking and he's, he's delivering this. We don't know what it looks like, but we know there's a few people there. Imagine yourself a little bit offset to where Jesus is at. He hasn't quite caught your eyes. What would it be like to hear that from Jesus in that way? What would it be like if you were front and center and he kept looking right at you? What would that be like? You're putting yourself into it and you're experiencing scripture a little bit more. Thirdly, emphasize the words and the verses you are focused on. Is there a word or an idea that is repeated? So if we take a little deeper look at those four verses that we have up there, well, notice how much the word you is in these verses. Listen, Jesus says, I am the, van, the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, 
you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. When I do that and I emphasize one of the words, I'm suddenly, I'm feeling and, and thinking a little bit more deeply. This is very instructional that Jesus is giving. He's talking at his disciples. He wants them to get this. And that pronoun you is helping us to see it. Or you might notice how much the word remain is in this passage. For those of you who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Apart from me, you could do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, there's obviously a theme that Jesus is getting. This is an observational tool that helps you to interact more deeply with what is going on. Fourthly, paraphrase the verses in your own words. I had written down... Verse 7, which says, But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. So I might paraphrase and say, If Isaac, you'll hang out with me, I'll hang out with you. And then when you pray, anything you pray will be granted. I'm paraphrasing, putting my own words. It's causing me to think and feel it differently. Finally, an observational tool that helps you to engage personalize the verses. This is where we insert our name, where pronouns or nouns are, um, that include you are used. So this is where, <laughs> this is a good one to do because it gets very pointed. Yes, Isaac, I am the vine and you, Isaac, are the branch. Isaac, if you remain in me, I'll remain in you and you, Isaac, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, Isaac can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me, anyone including Isaac, is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if Isaac remains in me and my words remain in Isaac, Isaac may ask for anything Isaac wants and it will be granted. When Isaac produces much fruit, Isaac is my true disciple and this brings great glory to my father. I'm personalizing it. See myself right there. And it becomes a bit more pointed and becomes easier for me to engage. So, as I go through those practices, observation, then we're writing down some things that we see. The things that are sticking out. And this is the next stage of writing out these observations. So now I'm going to give you two minutes to write down some observations. Read through those verses again on your own piece of paper. Write down some observations. What are you seeing? What is sticking out? We're not looking for right answers, wrong answers, just engaging with this process. Go ahead and take a couple of minutes to do that.
Okay, that was two minutes. By taking two minutes just to look a little bit deeper, did, just by show of hands, did anybody notice anything or have something stick out that maybe hadn't before? Can I raise a hand? Yeah. Several people around here. Yeah. Just two minutes, and already there's something deeper happening. I encourage you in this process because you'll begin to interact with Scripture in a little different way. Here's what it looked like for me. <clears throat> My chicken scratchings again. I went to the observation phase. I started observing. The word if seems really important. Maybe being with and in Jesus is a huge key. Because I could just read, you may ask for anything in my name and it will be granted. But what is that contingent on? I noticed the word if. If you remain in me. That changes everything. That changes everything. We now, yes, thank you. We now, after you've made some observations, you move to a time of application and we begin asking the question, what is God teaching me about this passage? We are very interested in personalizing this at this stage. I have observed that Christians love to talk about what they should do or what we should do or them or those. Those are pronouns that are often used because it's much more comfortable to talk about out there than it is to talk about me. But who is the person that I can change? Me. Me. So the enemy would love for us, okay, you're going to read God's word, and I want you to be able to make these grand observations about everybody else. <laughs> he would love that, because then it's not transformational. It's just more head knowledge and more thoughts. God wants to transform your heart. This step is so important. This is where we take these thoughts, and then we put it into the flesh, which is exactly what God did, by the way, when he sent his son, Jesus. He put his heart in the flesh, so it made a difference in the world. In the same way, he wants you to be incarnated, his love to be incarnated through you. So a great starting phrase to express this application is, this week I will, or today I will. It is an application until you can put it in that sentence. Does that make sense? That sentence right there keeps you engaging with what you can change. And that is you, by the power of the Spirit, through the Word, you can declare. I share my life journal reading and my devotions, uh, my daily devotions with a, with a group of people, and they would tell you that my application almost always begins with today, I will, or this week, I will, because this has to come down into my life. And it's that process that, oh, by degrees over the years has shaped me and helped me to know what is true and right and keep asking the right questions. This step, I cannot emphasize enough. It is so important. This week, I will. And this is what it looked like for me in this particular <clears throat> application. <laughs> I'm so impressed with my own handwriting. Today, I will take time to pray so that I can trust my desires. I saw that word, if, if you remain in me. And then I asked the question, how do I remain? Part of how I remain in Jesus is prayer. Today, I will take time to pray so that my desires can be shaped by Jesus so that I'm asking for the right things. 
That's what my application was. And then the prayer step is simply writing out a simple prayer, asking God, asking for God to help you apply what you've read. And I encourage you at this step, don't you know, worry about sounding like one of the Psalms, although you may be very poetic and feel free to be very poetic. Rather, just plainly and simply write out your prayer. It could look something like this. God, please help me today. I want to do the right things. I want to want the right things and the right life. I need you. Amen. I've taken from browsing over a few verses and gone a little bit deeper through observation, got concrete with application. I'm stirred to pray. And then a simple prayer, trusting God to help me. That's the SOAP process. And I encourage you to walk that out in your life. Okay. A couple of points of application. Go ahead and get out your phone again. You're going to have an opportunity to declare what you might do this week. For those of you who are among um, the people that are in Rooted, I would encourage you, you're learning this, I would encourage you to continue doing this through the daily devotions that are prescribed for you. Um, and so don't try to take on a big chunk of scripture reading and do these daily devotions for those of you who are unrooted. Again, for those of you who are wondering what rooted is, we're going to have a winter course and you'll get to participate then. Okay. <clears throat> Let's go to this final question. Whoops. We'll get to see the application from the first service too. Okay. What will you do this week to increase your daily devotions? A, download the YouVersion Bible app. B, create a 15, minute, 15 to 30 minute appointment on your calendar. C, commit to soap three to five days a week. Or D, ask someone else to help keep me accountable. Do this together with somebody. If you're a spouse, keep each other accountable to how you're doing this. If you have a friend that is trying to do the same thing, keep yourself accountable and let somebody know, I am trying to put this into my life. Yeah, take a minute and respond there. Yeah. We've had a large number in both services that creating that 15 to 30 minute appointment on their calendar is a big deal. Make it, commit to it. Somebody, people have said it's, it's making a date with Jesus and show up because he's a great date. That's a good way to say it. <clears throat> Others just committing. Yeah, three to five days a week. Set a standard for yourself. This year, I've set a goal for how much I am engaging with God's word. I've made it real. I've increased my goal from five days a week to six days. And I'm, I'm working at that to stay, to measure it. Not so that I can, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for applause like, oh man, Isaac, you're so amazing. No, I just want accountability. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Ask someone else to help me keep me accountable. I encourage you to do that. For those of you who dig into the YouVersion Bible app, you can invite others to do a similar devotional plan with you and to share your devotions with each other. That's a great step. It's a good tool. I encourage you to utilize that. Utilize that. Okay. Well done, everybody. Hope you can take that home. But I want you to imagine yourself six months from now. Six months from now. In three to five days a week, you're engaging with God's word in a way that requires you to wrestle with putting it into practice, shaping your life. Imagine six months. You'd probably be a different person. 
You'd probably be different. I bet some people immediately around you would notice a little bit. I want you to imagine a year from now. It's September, fall is coming now, and three to five days a week, you've been engaging with God's word. You've been ingesting it, digesting it. You'd probably be a lot different person. I want you to imagine yourself 10 years from now. 10 years. And you devoted yourself to understanding scripture, to applying it to your life. It has shaped you. Now you're asking the real and good questions about life. You're seeing God's heart for you and the world in a totally different way. You would be a totally different person. Imagine yourself putting this daily rhythm into practice. It's not a religious exercise. It is engaging with the living God in a concrete way that will shape and change your life. Let's do it together. Let's be these kind of people that ingest God's word and allow it to shape our expectations for life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I'll pray. Father and Son and Holy Spirit, you've given us your word. You've been faithful to us, and I thank you for it. Now help us to receive it through discipline. Yes, painful. Yes, hard. Yes, it requires something of us, but the results are good. We want to be spiritually mature people. We want to be people who understand you, your heart for the world, and what you have done to solve the world's problems, your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. Help each person who has any inkling at all to put this word into their heart, help them to follow through with that. We thank you that you will help those who ask for help. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Brett and the team are just going to lead us in a final uh, chorus together. We'll have prayer team members here um, at the front of the service um, that could pray with you if you brought in a need and you would like some people to pray with you. Please take advantage of that. If you are new to New Hope and wondering about next steps at both exits, there's an I Am New station that gives you um, a gift and also some thoughts for how to get involved next year at New Hope. We'd love to connect with you out there. Um, and we're really glad that you're here. Yeah, so let's stand, let's sing together, let's reflect.